And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Are you are you are you excited, DC Matthews? At the DC Matthew, if I could say your name. I don't care anymore. Cause yes, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am excited. Um if it's possible to be excited and also expect the worst, then that's where I'm at. Yeah. It's um, funny because like Bray Wyatt, I'm happy to have him back. I think the wrestling landscape has lacked a wrestle spooky character since Alistair Black left mm-hmm. NXT um some moons ago. And you're yes, like I like Bray Wyatt. I like the creativity of that character. I like the wrestle spooky. But I have been I have been I, 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 like I, we've been here before. Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah. Like I I just I feel like I've been conditioned to to expect nothing from Bray Wyatt and that makes me a little sad. And and but on the other on the flip side, on the flip side, things are different now. Things are different now in some key ways. Maybe maybe this ends well for Bray Wyatt. But I, I don't know. The only thing so I am I am basing everything here, all my speculation off of uh the return, which mm. happened at the end of the uh, premium live event that happened last weekend. I don't remember what the name of it was. Extreme um, rules. Okay. Extreme. Um, so like, I don't even know, like we're, we're midweek now. I mean, disclosure, full disclosure, it's Thursday, like bra happened. I haven't seen anything for bra. I don't know if Bray Wyatt was on raw uh, or not. So no, he's heading to SmackDown apparently. Okay. So no, no, I mean, you know, so, so they have the, the biggest, most, uh, I don't know. I don't know if the biggest, but they have the, one of the biggest returns possible, probably in wrestling right now. And then they do nothing to follow it up on their a show. Like already, already, like gives you some okay pause, doesn't it? There's a lot to unpack from what you just said, but let's start with the, a lot of wrong things. Perhaps Raw <laughs> is no longer the a show. Has not been the a show for WWE in a very long time. Uh, Raw is now the this who. Fox viewership, the fact that Roman Reigns is mostly on SmackDown, like SmackDown, I think, has become the A show, the main show. Raw, it, you know, Raw currently doesn't have, granted, Roman showed up this week, but Raw, most of the time, does not have a major champion because the universal champion mostly spends his time on SmackDown. So Raw has been existing off the backs of Seth Rollins and Riddle Von Erich and Bobby Lashley, and occasionally Brock Lesnar shows up, as he did on Monday. Um, I am nervous. You know, it is one of those fool me once, shame on me, you. Fool me twice, shame on me, except this is like fool me 17. So I don't know who we shame in that case. You are absolutely right. 
It is a different era. This is the first time Bray Wyatt has returned without Vince McMahon at the helm. Uh, Triple H seems to appreciate Bray Wyatt's creativity and wants to foster that. I am very intrigued by the Wyatt Six. I did not need his Firefly Fun House and uh, you know creatures, puppets to come to life necessarily. But Bray Wyatt leading a stable is always, I think, the best Bray Wyatt. The best Bray Wyatt is when he had a family and he sat in the rocking chair and let Harper and Rowan and eventually Strowman kind of do the dirty work and he showed up at the end. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I think it's a little weird having six. I feel like that's too large of a stable. Mm. But I, again, this is coming from someone who didn't watch much in the Wolfpack days and all of that. Oh, but yeah. Three seemed like a the good NWO, amount. The NWO was up to like 15 at one point. Yeah. And I don't know. Like at some point it starts getting unwieldy. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I guess just six seems like a lot, but I guess it's not in a day and age where maybe two of those are female. And I mean, may, uh, I, maybe I don't know. I, I'm, I'm mixed emotions, DC. Mm-hmm. I have mixed emotions. I will definitely I have to write myself a note or something i definitely want to record smackdown because i doubt i'll watch it live on a friday night but i want to record it so i can see what bray wyatt does the thing that makes me the most nervous truthfully is that he's on the same show as roman reigns because the story we're getting is that roman reigns is going to be champion through wrestlemania so if we're bringing bray wyatt back to have a main event run in which he cares about a title for some reason and loses to Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. I kind of don't know why we're doing it. That's what makes me the most nervous. If he comes, is he going to enter into a program with Roman Reigns? Does that seem to be the thing? No, there's been nothing about that, but you know, you're on a show where he's, Roman Reigns is the biggest attraction. I We don't know what he wants. Does he want to, you know, is he going to be a character that is interested in gold? You know, the fiend caring about a title never made sense to me. Well, I will say, and this is one of the questions that I have, I guess. Um, apparently, the fiend and Bray Wyatt are no longer the same person. Or are they? Because we saw Bray Wyatt and we saw somebody in the Fiend mask. Yeah. Um, is is that going to be a thing where we see them together? But when the Fiend comes to the ring to wrestle, it is Bray Wyatt in the mask? Or is... Wh- wh- you know what I mean? Like, what is that? And like this this weird beardo teeth mask, devil mask or whatever mm-hmm. that he wore. Is that going to be a thing? I hope not because that mask sucks. I hope that he just comes out as Bray Wyatt. That mask made me want to go on a hayride. That mask sucks. That mask. I'm sorry. It that sucks. mask makes me think tall guy on a hayride. Yeah, I could see that. But like, I, I don't think we need to see that mask ever again. I think that that was kind of goofy. That reminded me of MJF coming out as the Joker at uh, All Out or whatever. We don't need that. Bray I Wyatt. Think, can I be think Bray it Wyatt. was totally fine. He had the mask. I. The thing that made it for me was how the crowd went crazy for it and they lost their minds when he took the mask off. 
like to the point where you can't hear him say we're here before he blows out the electric lantern. Um, you know, I, but I'm looking at the group. Hey, it's cool that there's a guy in a buzzard head and there's cool that we see none of those are things you can wrestle at least not well. Yeah, Justin Gabriel tried to wrestle as a bunny and it I don't want them in these costumes. I want no. I want, you know, maybe they come out on Friday in these costumes and Bray has them symbolically unmasking and we find out who they actually are. You know? I would be okay with the Wyatt 6 never appearing again, actually. And it just being Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Honestly. But at the same time, I agree. He he does seem to have done his best work with some sort of yeah. family or stable there's, behind him. So. There's there's rumors. There are some guys, I think, from Ring of Honor, um, who were at Extreme Rules. So there's rumors that maybe it will be them. One of them, I think, was the guy. Did you watch the Ring of Honor show and say there was a guy who looked like me in a way? Yeah. Hey, I think he's supposed he's possibly one of the You know which one? Wyatt Six. I don't. Yeah. I, I would assume I like that guy. I would that assume the good. pig. Yeah. I don't know. The pig didn't seem large enough to be that gentleman, but maybe I didn't get a good look at him. They also, you know, if you look at the picture, none of them are big. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to bring back Eric Rowan. Cool. Is um Liv Morgan gonna be associated with these fellas? So Liv Morgan loses her title to ronda rousey the cinderella story is over and some announcer finds her in some dark back corner of the arena rocking back and forth making crazy eyes so everyone's like is she gonna kind of take over what alexa bliss did that's my follow-up question where's alexa bliss in all of this wasn't alexa bliss the last time i saw alexa bliss she was still doing the goth spooky chick thing is she still doing that she's, i don't even know she's kind of now a hybrid she still carries the doll to the ring but she's not she's kind of a hybrid of the dark character but also when she was kind of the heel with the glove sort of character mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. that um but i don't you know i think it would make more sense especially if we're on if we're talking smackdown Liv Morgan, and of course, everyone's been screaming, waiting for me to talk about it. Yes. Bo Dallas needs to be a part of this. No, he doesn't. I would love him. Shut up. I would love him to be the fiend. I would love him to be uh, the buzzard. He can be any of it that he wants. He could be Sister Abigail for all I care. Um, Expat flat earthers can stay away from wrestling for the rest (laughs) of existence as far as I'm concerned. You're done with AJ Styles already? I am. Yes, actually. Yeah. So, you know. I'm intrigued. I would be fine if, you know, he shows up for a while as himself and then maybe they show up at special events. To, that's the wrestle spooky. Is all of a sudden, you know, he's wrestling at the Rumble, hopefully again, not against Roman Reigns. And then you see this, these group in these costumes walking through the crowd and, you know, maybe they show it like the Druids. I would be fine if these were the Undertaker's Druids and they show up now and again and then they disappear. Yeah, I could see that. But because then again, you could have Bray Wyatt be the fiend one time. And, you know, again, as the like when Undertaker dressed up as Kane. Um, so I don't know. But I think Bray Wyatt in wrestling makes wrestling better. So I am looking forward to it. Hopefully, however, it works out. 
I agree. Yeah. I do think that Bray Wyatt tends to make things better. I can't believe I'm saying that because I had a lot of complaints about Bray Wyatt over the years, but it I, feels different enough. It feels fresh enough I, that I feel yeah. like I'm ready for it. And I think the rest of the audience is too. I don't think the, the issue was ever Bray Wyatt necessarily. I think it was the fact that he was mm. cutting, he was cutting promos that didn't make sense, which I don't think he wrote. And he was doing stuff that doesn't make sense, which I don't think he was in charge of, you know, all of I'm that. I'm curious about the promos because a lot of my complaints, I think, circled around those and him not making any bit of sense when he's correct. Talking. I just feel like the to me, the jury is out on if that was him or not. Um, and I guess time will tell. So. Yeah, so we will have to see. But yes, it made for it made for an enjoyable thing. I went to bed. You know what I want? No, wait, wait. you go ahead first. No, you went you, to bed. I'm interested. I went to bed Saturday night. And as I'm laying in bed already half asleep, I'm like, oh, that show is on. I'll watch it in the morning. And in the morning, I watched the good old-fashioned Donnybrook match that opened the show. That was delightful from start to finish. It was entertaining. It was the kind of hardcore match that you enjoy where there's weapons being used, but it's not brutally violent there's a little bit of silliness to it and yet it is also brutally violent because it's gunther and seamus and pete dunn and all of that um and then i couldn't wait anymore and i just happened to like look and find out that bray wyatt came back and i just fast forwarded all the way to the end and watched his return and that was all of extreme rules that i watched i did not watch the fight pit i did not watch the ladder match um, I, I tried to watch one match and was just like, nah, I don't even care about this. And just bring me, bring me those fireflies. Uh, and I, like I tweeted out, I was wholly wrestling entertained just watching that. So if, if you feel like it, doc, I will say this Gunther Sheamus, you know, that will make you happy as a wrestling fan. Yeah, there is something in WWE that is for you. I kind of want, um, I want, you know, with this whole funhouse bleeding out into the real world sort of thing. If, if that's what's happening here, I, I want Evil John Cena to be released from his, you know, alternate dimension prison and, and to be running around SmackDown. Um, probably, probably with, with the rapper chain and, and all of that, but just completely evil. Maybe, maybe Undertaker eyeshadow on him, maybe a fedora or something. Do you want that kind of evil? I was like, are you talking like hornswoggle evil where he's I want like him like painted, him. like I want him to be wearing body paint. So he's just like tinged a little bit blue, <laughs> uh, just a little, barely perceptible. Can you imagine? The breaking of the internet, if he, you have all of the Firefly, you know, all of the Wyatt Six there, and they take off the hat, the hat, or the help, whatever the hell it's called, the headpiece, yeah, of the rabbit, and it's John Cena. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, sticking with wrestling. Yeah. I did mention that Brock Lesnar came back, which is exciting. People have wanted Brock versus Bobby Lashley for a very long time. We are going to get two meaty men slapping meat. Is that what's happening? Oh, yeah. Brock Lesnar came out. 
to chat, like to get in the face of Brock, uh, Bobby Lashley, gave him an F5, and then Seth Rollins came out because he and Lashley were having a match, and now Seth Rollins is your new United States champion. Why? Like Brock Lesnar, everything I know about Brock Lesnar, and this is admittedly having not watched much of the product for two years, is that he goes wherever he wants, he does whatever he wants, and if it's not a title involved, what is why why is he interested? What did Bobby Lashley do to offend Brock Lesnar? I, I don't know if it, it was offending or if it was the let me pick on the biggest guy on this particular show. Isn't that Roman really, Reigns? Technically, Roman's on SmackDown, though I suppose Roman was at Raw. Um, Not that I we need know. to see Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again, but no. you know, I you know I didn't get a lot of. I didn't see the whole segment, so I'm not sure if Brock announced his intentions. I think he just, you know, said something. Uh, Lashley held up the title. Brock, Brock said something quickly again, headbutted him, F5'd him, and that was the end. So I don't know if we're going to get a lot of story behind this. Maybe it's a Saudi princes want Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia. You 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 said a, a turn of phrase that sent my my mind down a wild uh, uh, goose chase or rabbit hole. Uh, you said announce his intentions. And now I just imagine Brock Lesnar coming out like as a suitor, like, you know, f- like full, like tuxedo. Dear Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Long have I watched you, your, your grace, your masculine form. Hands roses gets down. on one knee. <laughs> I beseech Total bachelor thee, style. I beseech thee, dear sir, please taketh my rose. <laughs> yeah, this um, that's something I could get behind too. I think Doc Manson starts getting into WWE fan fiction. <laughs> mm, it's gonna get spicy in here. Yeah, I will say, and this is kind of bumming me out, but I think this is probably right. Uh, November fifth, we are getting the next crown jewel in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> which is the main event is Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. So I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley also happens at that show. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So. Hadn't seen it till now. I guess I'll never see it. That's fine. But uh, also interesting is that the judgment day is out and they've been trying to recruit AJ Styles and AJ Styles comes out. And what is the judgment day? That is the stable of Finn Balor and Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley and their newest recruit, Dominic Mysterio. That was a bad choice. You could have picked anybody as a fourth. And you picked Dominic Mysterio? Why didn't you pick Rey Mysterio? That would have been a better choice. Because Rey didn't want to turn on his son, but his son wanted to turn on the father. But uh, so they try to get AJ. They're trying to get AJ and AJ talks about the importance of family. And so Finn Balor embraces him. And AJ says, I wasn't talking about you and returning, returning bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Gallows and Anderson, the OC, the original club returns despite the fact. And this is why it's interesting that Carl Anderson is a championship belt holder in New Japan pro wrestling. Did they come out as doctors with Dana Brooke as their nurse? Sadly because not. Sadly not. Then I'm not interested. 
I don't know that Dana Brooke I, is she still twenty four seven champion. Last I Does checked, Dana she Brooke was, still exists. Yes, and she might be the twenty four seven. She is currently the twenty four seven champion. She has held that title thirteen times. I've always liked Dana Brooke. Yep, that hands free cartwheel is impressive. It is indeed. She is in her thirteenth reign. Uh, let's see here. Let's scroll. Scroll. Do you think scroll. we can safely get rid of the twenty four seven title now? I would say so, considering it's now just changing hands at live events. Like it, you know. Let's see. She won it in September on September twenty fourth. Um, also winning it. So it must have been Dana Brooke versus Nikki Ash. Nikki, the superhero, won it. Then the referee won it. Good. Then Nikki won it back from the referee. Great. And then Dana Brooke won it back from Nikki. An excellent exchange. But to me, honestly, the 24-7 title has become the women's mid-card belt. With the exception of a couple of referees, it has been held by uh, women exclusively since July 18th. Well, that makes sense, right? Since the, since the E does not allow intersex matches, well, there, there no. would be no way for a man to win it. Unless no, you were to te- put it onto a ref or something. Nope. Akira Tozawa had it. He came out during a six-woman tag team match and pinned Dana Brooke for the title, only to then get pinned by Nikki Ash. And oh. since then, let's see, Alexa Bliss, Dewdrop, Tamina, Dana, Nikki, Tamina, Dana, Nikki, Tamina, Dana, Nikki, Tamina, Dana, Nikki, referee, Nikki, Dana. Is Dewdrop still a thing? She still is a thing. And is she still in an amorous relationship with someone? Remember that? I believe she's in a tag team with Nikki Ash. I think that's all I know. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Are Are they the next embodiment of the Hurricane and Rosie? Please tell me they are. Uh, so far, no, but they should be. The yes, they Don't absolutely they should, should be. They, they absolutely, absolutely should, should be. be. Yes. I would love to watch that. So, yeah. So, you know, it's really, it's, you know, it technically is a thing, but uh, not exactly something that is, you know, of any relevance. But okay. that's, a, that's right. a lot of Dana Brooke talk for our show. So. But yes, I did find it interesting that Gallows and Anderson are there despite being part of uh, New Japan. I don't know if they are under contract with New Japan. They could be getting paid on like a show by show basis, but I don't know. But it's interesting. You know, I've never really enjoyed the OC. I think Carl Anderson is decent. Uh, Luke Gallows is uh, tall which is all I can say about Luke Gallows is that he's tall. Um, I think he peaked with Festus and it all went down from there. Um, But yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's thing there. The WWE are doing things that are interesting and that make me curious to at least pay attention more than I usually do. It's just too bad that they don't have the hottest wrestling act in the world. The acclaimed. Yep, yep, scissor me daddy ass. That's what they need. That would put the WWE on the next level. 
they did they did have you know the reunion of DX for the 25th anniversary, which was missing one Billy Gunn, and um, probably a China as well. Well, yeah, yes, technically China wasn't there. Doc, you're right. As as she's dead. Uh, but Xbox was honor there. her. Did they? Um, Xbox Xbox definitely did a shout out. Which uh, of the def, of the members to do that? The fact that it's the one who made the sex tape with her that was a little interesting. Well, maybe he loved her. You don't know. I suppose I don't. He definitely did for one night in China. I said nothing inappropriate. You, however, you have crossed a line. I just I happen to know the title. Crossing lines, all. DC Matthews. That's all. What's going on with you? We've been talking wrestling for the first 24 minutes. People want to know how the job is. People want to know so good. How, how Oscar Yes is. Great. So good. People want to know how we enjoyed our plan B breakfast place because the plan A breakfast It was great. Place. So good. Would you like to add any details to any of these? Great. Things? So good. Uh, I thought it was strange. No, not strange. Not strange. But I noted that my, my, good, my good friend won, won DC Matthews for breakfast. Opted to order a smoothie as opposed to. Well, as opposed to really anything else on the menu, a smoothie, DC, that is that was your entree. At breakfast this weekend. I had hash with it. I had a side of hash. Oh, yeah. How was the hash ultimately? It looked a little light on, on, the, on the meat pastrami, but was it good flavor? The pastrami, it was a, a hash with pastrami and onions and potatoes, obviously. Um, there was less pastrami than I would have liked, but I will say that the pastrami that there was was fairly thick cut. It wasn't like slices of it. Like it was a decent hunk of pastrami when you got one. Mm. So that I appreciated. Okay. Um, That smoothie also looked quite good. I was a little jealous, to be honest. The smoothie was quite good. So, you know, as someone, we've talked about this on this show before, I don't eat eggs. So it makes it slightly difficult to find a breakfast option. Um, And, you know, we we te- we go to one place. We've been there now two or three times, and I get a plate of home for like a hash, and then we usually my wife usually gets a waffle, and then we kind of split it, and and that works. But I wasn't feeling like you know the usual pancakes waffles. Although I will say, you want to talk about jealousy? You got a French toast that looked very good. Delish. And I say that not as a French toast fan, but it was very thick bread. So I appreciate a good thick bread, Texas toast style French toast. You hear that so, folks? DC likes thick. Two C's, three C's even. Um, so yeah, so that, you know, but yeah, I got, I figured, you know what? I'll get a smoothie and I'll get some hash and that'll probably be all I need. And if I'm hungry after I'll go get a scone or something. How were the, the pastries you, you know, Mrs. Manson seemed to enjoy them. I, I thought they were both kind of luster. I hit, I failed. I not necessarily lackluster. Okay. But, <laughs> I was like, but they were, they were luster at best. I didn't think they were anything special. It is difficult for me to get into a scone. They, they always yeah. seem dry. And yeah, I know this you're one supposed seemed to dry s- and like it had good amounts of chocolate in it, 
But mm. but like the, the 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 scone itself was kind of flavorless, and I'm used to flavorless, and I'm used to scones that'll have like uh, and this is Manson makes them sometimes. It's been a while, but sometimes they would have like ginger or candy ginger or something where like there's a flavor that really permeates the the entire sort of um body of, of the scone. So this this one I did find was kind of just dry and bland, but with good chocolate in it, but I don't know. And the magic bar was okay, but I, I don't know. I've had better magic bars. I've I've had better seven seven layer bars, I would say. I don't know. Have you um do you find that your wife's baking is generally as she comes in i see this my wife's there. baking generally is excellent yes but is it better than what you can find out in most places um it depends i think my wife is an excellent baker but if if you if you do find like a specialty bake place like where it's like a serious baker uh, i hope she won't be offended i don't think it's on that level but like in terms of like your typical homemade level of bake stuff, yes, excellent. No complaints. Zero. I don't have Paul Hollywood in my kitchen, but I do have Mrs. Matthews, and I am very thankful for that. No, you don't. Mrs. Manson. I'm even more thankful for that. <laughs> have I said Mrs. Matthews a few times now when I went to No, my- that's okay. the one time. It suddenly I- dawned on me that I might have been saying it multiple times. So to clue Mrs. Manson in, not that she's listening. What do you? Oh, oh, cookies that almost fell off the plate. How? Uh, to Paul clue Hollywood's her, got nothing on Mrs. Manson. Actually, I don't know what I was talking about. To clue in Mrs. Manson as she kisses her, the shoulder of her loving husband, uh, we are discussing the baked goods from this weekend. She can't hear me, can she? And you're too busy eating a cookie. You're not going to deliver the message. What did you think of the scone and the magic bar from the place we went this weekend? Fine. They were good. I mean, nothing like fabulous, but like totally edible. Edible. It was good. I mean, it wasn't bad. I would I would get one again, probably, but I'm not like your, rushing to go do that. Your husband was complimenting your scones and saying they were better. You make better scones than this place does. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> when I make them, which is very rare. Who has time to make a scone? Yeah, I know. There are so many better pastries to make. <laughs> Scones are pretty good, though. Yeah, I don't like them. I find them too dry. <laughs> you just need a mug of tea or cocoa or something with it. I suppose that's true. I don't do that. I don't. Do you dunk? You can. Is it, is it like a biscotti? Is it no, a dunking no, situation? Biscotti I don't. Like I don't hard. know if you know this, DC, but there are no rules. And as the adult, <laughs> you get to make those rules. If you want to dunk that scone. You get to dunk that scone. Thank you for providing the title for this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, you for joining us by here. By that motto, you know, tomorrow when you're, when you're at work, you know, tough decisions think, come up. Got to dunk scone. that scone. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I will dunk that scone. Uh, always a pleasure when Mrs. Manson joins us on the airways. We'll hear from her later because we do have friends. Nine. Nine nueve emails uh, that we will be getting through, including one from the esteemed Mrs. Manson. Anything else you would like to discuss, Doc, before we head into those aforementioned nine emails? No, I that think we cookie, should. That cookie looks excellent. It is I excellent. will say that 
It, it has the pale color in the middle, so you know it's going to be chewy. It has a darker around the edge, so you know that's going to have a little bit of crunch to it. Good amount of chocolate distribution. Very good. Emails. Emails. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Like I said, we got nine of them, friends. Uh, the first one, you know, I've been loving this. Jeffrey's been doing my work for me. Uh, let's do a pasta shape bracket, which is the subject of today's email. Hey, guys. Thanks for doing my soda bracket. Here's the one you suggested. Pasta shapes. As usual, my two favorites are seated one and two, and others are in no particular order. Then we have our list here. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent from my iPhone. Um, he's got a very interesting number one pick. You know, I seem to recall his number one pick got ousted in the first round um, in our last bracket, in the soda bracket. I'm wondering if that's going to happen again. Doc, we begin Wagon Wheels or Rigatoni? Uh, Rigatoni. Yeah, I'm trying to even like. I know what a Wagon Wheel is. I know, but I'm trying to figure out why that would be one's favorite shape. Maybe it reminds him of his childhood. I suppose that could be. The wheels on um, the bus go round and round, round and round, round and, or maybe it reminds him of the world. He's got he the whole hands. world in his hands. I got the whole wide world. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I got to go with Rigatoni as well. Uh, that, to me, there's more you can do with that. I like a pasta where... If you're going to do it with like a tomato, a bolognese type sauce, the sauce gets in there. You get a little bit of meat and cheese in there. That's that's good. Uh, penne or farfalle? Penne. Farfalle is the little bow ties, correct? Yes. I think so. I do like a bow tie. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, penne. Uh, what do you consider to be the major difference between rigatoni and penne? Size. Okay. Yeah, penne is a little smaller. I do find rigatoni are mostly smooth, whereas penne are ribbed. Yes, for, for, for her extra, pleasure. For extra pleasure. Uh, spaghetti or fettuccine? Spaghetti. Now, see, I'm going to... I would go with... Pet, I will, will again, I, I, I like to bow to you, as always. But I, I like a... Fett, wait, is fettuccine the thinner ones or the thicker ones? Thicker. My, yeah, I like a thicker noodle. Spaghetti can That's what she said. Rotini or shells? Rotini. I've always wanted to buy a box of giant shells and then not stuff them, just cook them and eat them like regular pasta. I just like the fun spirals, and I find that they slip onto a fork easily. Correct. Yes. Shells are a pain to try to scoop up. I'd also uh, like to point out lasagna is on this list twice. <laughs> I'm just noticing that. Uh, we love you, Jeffrey. But yeah, you've got lasagna on here twice. So let's replace lasagna. What's a noodle that he ha that we haven't covered here? Oh, wait. What is the... I'm going to replace it with bucatini. So it's bucatini or angel hair. Mm. 
You can take a minute to look up what Bucatini is. I am going to go with angel hair. Oh, why? Bucatini is the best. It's a thicker noodle. It's got a hole in the middle. Why do you like angel hair? Because it's it's fine. Okay. <laughs> then it slithers down my esophagus with a care and gentleness that I appreciate. Wow. Poet. Poet. Uh, Jamelli or elbow macaroni? Elbow macaroni. Is that because you don't know what Jamelli is? It's because I like craft dinner. Who doesn't like craft dinner? Actually, no, that's not true. My wife doesn't like craft dinner, but I think she's crazy. She prefers Annie's mac and cheese, and that just can't be right. Jamelli uh, to Cap- me is, is is like a shittier uh, a shittier version of, of of the rotini that we were talking about. So the rotini that quite ha- hasn't quite yeah got all the spirals. It hasn't quite uh, reached maturity. Mm. Cavatappi or Pappardelli? I will plead ignorance to both of these. I will go uh, with Pappardelli because I think it's a funner name to say. Pappardelli is a wider, it's a flat, wide noodle. I used to use Pappardelli for like trying to recreate like a drunken noodle type thing before I, you know, started going to the Asian market and such. So Cavatappi is like an elbow macaroni and a rotini had a baby. So you might want to look that up because you do like both of those. Okay. Or or you don't care enough. Yeah, never mind. Uh, and then ziti or lasagna? The real answer is ziti, but because I'm a giant uh, Garfield fan, I'll go with lasagna. Lasagna's good. Again. I just don't like all the work that goes into making an actual lasagna. That's fair. We, we've made a res, uh, lasagna soup in the slow cooker that's quite good. All right, second round. Rigatoni or penne? Rigatoni. Spaghetti or rotini? Depends on the prefer, mood. I'm going to go with spaghetti. Stab or twirl? I'm going to go with spaghetti, but I do, I do enjoy a rotini. Angel hair or elbow macaroni? Elbow macaroni. I find spaghetti is the superior uh, angel hair. So, And then I'm going to go ahead and put lasagna in there since you didn't know what Pappardelle is in okay. the first place. Final four, rigatoni or spaghetti? Um, spaghetti. Elbow macaroni or lasagna? Elbow. Which brings us to our final. Spaghetti. There we go. I, I would also he's like a, to point he's out. He's a purist. That I, uh, folks. I really do not care. <laughs> like to me, pasta is pasta is pasta. Like if I don't have a certain kind of pasta, I just put another fucking kind of pasta in there. Like I yeah. am not precious about it in anything I make ever. Have you ever tried to make a mac and cheese with spaghetti? No, <laughs> it doesn't work as well. No, I have bad. But. Not bad, uh, but it doesn't work as well. Jeffrey. Thank you again. We always enjoy your tournament brackets. Our next email comes from Che. Halloween ends. Or so the title of the film goes. Piggybacking off the back of an episode a few weeks ago where Doc displayed an encyclopedic knowledge of all the Halloween films. Which movie franchise that you've watched has the most movies in it? To add to that, which franchise that maybe only has two or three movies could do with an extra movie? Hope Mrs. Matthews is on the mend and you're both having a good week. All the best. Che said from a hand that was just burnt by boiling pasta water oh. in my pants. No. 
the hand was in the pants when it got burned. You added that last part. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Matthews is on the mend. Thank you for asking. Um, what movie franchise that we've watched has the most movies in it? I'm going to assume you're going to have me beat on this because I think just as a rule, you've watched more. Yes. How many Halloween movies have there been? Oh, um, like, geez, I don't know. Um, eight plus two is 10 plus three is 13. Yeah, I think, well, I suppose technically Star Wars is all a franchise unless you want to go with Marvel, the MCU as a whole. I don't think the MCU counts. That's too, that's, but actually I think the, the, because you didn't say horror movies here. Um, the largest franchise I think of all time is James Bond. So like I have, I have seen very little James Bond. I remember a, a young lady I knew in college was very disheartened that uh, I had not seen all of the James Bond movies and we were trying to catch up and, and then we stopped seeing each other. So that was the end of that. I um, but, um, I don't really care for a lot of James Bond films. I think they're mostly garbage. There's some good ones. but I'm trying to think, you know, I'm trying to think of one that I can like speak. I saw Casino Royale, I suppose. Uh, I've probably seen some of the newer ones. It's it's never been a thing. James Bond has no superpowers. Why should I care? He drives a car. He has cool pens that can become, you know, whatever. Like, there's think, a reason that when we played James Bond film is Golden Eye. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Well, yeah, that was a good one. And the video game was great. There's a reason that when and we that played what was very it? Very campy. So. When we played Champions Online, was that the Champions Online where you created the technology guy who had like you were like web swinging? But yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, that that holds no interest to me. So I suppose if we're not counting the MCU, then it's well, it's either Batman or Star Wars because I think I've seen every Batman movie and I've probably seen. I haven't seen all Star Wars movies, but there's I've not seen that it. many Batman movies though, right? There's only like seven or eight. I suppose that's true. And I haven't seen the new one with uh, Robert Pattinson. With the sparkly so, vampire. Yeah, no. Um, so then probably Star Wars. Yeah. And that's, oh, yeah. And, you know, it's good. Well, what franchise that maybe only has two or three movies could do with an extra movie? Yeah, I mean, I will say, though, if not James Bond, right behind that for the largest is probably the Godzilla franchise. There's mm. tons of those movies, and I've seen them all, so... And if you want to count the different versions between Japanese and English, like it doubles. So probably there's probably more Godzilla movies than James Bond if you count the the, the various adaptations. So probably that one. Um, but yeah, two or three movies you could do with another movie. Would you rather have a Hot Shots three or a Naked Gun four? Hot Shots, definitely Hot Shots. Because I this is probably a, a sleeper opinion. I think Hot Shots Part Two is a freaking masterpiece. Amazing movie. And I would like to see that happen again. And there's yeah. a new Top Gun out there. We live in a world where a Hot Shots part tray could to totally be a thing. And, mm -hmm. and I would like to see that. Although, I don't know if I need more Charlie Sheen in my life. But, mm, let's take the good with the bad, I guess. Uh, and as for Naked Gun... 
Well, Leslie Nielsen is no longer with us, so that that's True. one issue there. But I really also feel like with 33 and a third, that they, they they maybe overstayed their welcome by a movie. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think of any others. Is there a horror franchise that you can think of that did two or three and you wish they made another one? Um, like the Evil Dead, but there's technically like yeah. four of those now. There's about to be a fifth one plus the Ash and Evil Dead series, so that probably doesn't count anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, um, then there was like there was a there was there's this Italian um series of movies called Demons, um, Demons and Demons Two. There is technically, I think, a few movies. That sort of our Demons 3. There's one called The Church, which at one time was known as Demons 3, and there's another one known as Black Demons that at times was known as Demons 3. But I don't really think either of those two count. Those were just movies that, as the Italians tend to do, they they stuck a name on those movies in an attempt to um, have them. Brand. Yeah, yeah. So Demons and Demons 2. I've always loved those movies. Um both of those, I think, are real good, and I'd like to see another one of those. That would be, that would be all right. I, actually, you know, the church is pretty good. The church is pretty good, but it's, a, I think, it's a very different kind of movie. But yeah, so I'll say that. I'll say demons, the Italian movie demons. I think that could all be right. the third one. Fair enough. Uh, Nate chimes in with thoughts and opinions. Good afternoon, gentlemen. After catching up on your last two episodes yesterday, I have some thoughts about hearing your MCU discussion. Phase four has been a little over the place, but step by step, they're setting the stage for Kang and building up the multiverse. This to Avengers Kang Dynasty is to what the first four films were to the first Avengers. Just since we're so far along now, it kind of feels like nothing. It's been far from perfect, but I've loved just about everything I've seen in Phase 4 so far. I'm the only Eternals defender, and that's okay. Werewolf by Night was good and worth watching. Was cool to see Man-Thing in live action. Spoiler, spoilers. The MCU is one of the things I love the most in the world, even with its flaws. Sorry for going on so long. Few questions again this week. This time, what is your favorite food you associate with each big holiday? Let's, let's go one question at a time because there's a couple of them. Uh, we have done a Thanksgiving tournament, so I feel like, I believe, stuffing won that one. Sure. Uh, Christmas? Um, kielbasa and cranberry sauce. I'll go with a mac and cheese. We've talked about it before, but my mom makes a killer mac and cheese. Uh, do you even have Easter dinner anymore? No, but I'll go with the hard-boiled egg. Passover? No, but I'll go with the hard-boiled egg. <laughs> that one Fourth comes of, with horseradish. Fourth of July? Flag cake. Halloween? That's actually a toughie. Because there really isn't like Halloween food outside of the Halloween candy, obviously. Yeah, I think at that point it's just what's your yeah, favorite. I guess at that point I'd go with a Reese's peanut butter cup, probably. Mm. Um, Arbor Day. 
Oddly enough, flag cake. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think those are all the big holidays. New Year's, New Year's Eve. Champagne. Mm. Does that count? Yeah. Mac and cheese. Let's see. Easter ham. Not that we've done an Easter dinner in a very long time, but ham. Fourth of July, hot dogs. Um, For Halloween. New Year's, I actually really enjoy doing a surf and turf, actually. Mm. Um, like a steak and shrimp, usually. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, New Year's to me, well, no, Christmas Eve is now the pigs in a blanket sort of thing. New Year's to me is usually some sort of hard lemonade or hard seltzer because we don't do champagne, but we will do that. Uh, favorite high school memory? I don't think I can relate that here. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'll get for a runner-up, let's go with a tall guy coming to the winter semi-formal in a top hat with cane, overcoat, and beneath that, one of those... Um, Halloween full body cow costumes with the full <laughs> udders on display. That's probably a good runner up. Oh, tall guy. I have a photo um, of that somewhere. Senior year of high school. Uh, the social studies, you know, our, our high school was three floors and, you know, on each end of a floor, there was like an English wing and a social studies wing. The social studies office, they had a central office where all the teacher desks and things were. Um, for some reason, a, a group of us kind of took it over and the teachers welcomed us to just come hang out. So it was uh, GQ, uh, our friend Brian, who we've talked about on this show before, uh, Dan, who was the valedictorian and, you know, was smarter than all of us put together. Um, and we were playing like games on candystand.com. There was chess going on. There was some Russian uh, political board game called Politica that we were playing. And I just remember hours that I don't know why I wasn't in class. Maybe I had study halls or something, but just hours were spent um, hanging out in the social studies office, chatting with the teachers and just sort of goofing around. That would be, that would be probably my favorite high school memory. That was a lot of fun. Uh, who are each of your favorite three comic book characters? And if they were to fight DC's choices versus Doc's, who do you think would win? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say his probably because my favorite comic book characters are not necessarily the most powerful comic. Book characters. I agree. I, I don't think mine are the most powerful necessarily either. Who's your absolute favorite? I'm sure we've discussed it before, but it's worth bringing up right now. If you could, who's your favorite? Jeez. Um, it's hard to say. I'll probably just go with the tick. Fair. Uh, my favorite is Colossus. Your second favorite? Probably the mask. And for those of um, you that only know the mask from the Jim Carrey movie, I like that movie. Um, but the comic yeah. book character can be quite a bit darker. Um, what if what if they only know him from Jamie Kennedy's Son of the Mask? That's what I thought. Um, 
I was always a big X-Men fan, so I'm going to say my second favorite is Nightcrawler. Okay. Which is why which is why we played a game, I don't remember if it was Champions or something else, in which I created a guy with like metal skin who also happened to be able to teleport. <laughs> <laughs> uh third favorite. This will probably be Wolverine. Trying to think of Ah. Uh, yeah, this is tricky. I don't know. Um, I don't really enjoy many of the super popular ones. Um, I will go just because he makes me laugh every time with Volstag, who is the obese one of the Warriors three. He has like a purple outfit. He's got a big like orange beard. Um, you know, Thor's Warriors three. There's Hogan. Andral, I want to say, and then Volstag, who is portly and merry and wants to eat and drink and do all of those things. And so I'll go with that one because I can't really. Think no, no, one. no DC characters, huh? DC comics were never really my thing. Didn't read the comic. I'm going with comic book characters. I read um, The Dark Knight Returns. And I don't know how many other DC comics I've actually read. If you had to pick a DC comics character, who do you think would be your favorite? Again, I'm going with like Clayface. Cool. But again, that's from yeah. Batman the Animated Series. Okay. It's not from the comic books. No, but yeah. not originally, but yeah. Not I, thought Clayface, Quinn, so. I, thought, I thought Clayface was a cool character. So I've always enjoyed Bizarro. Bizarro's, I enjoyed Bizarro. I think Bizarro was interesting, certainly. Uh, so if we had, let's say, if it was Colossus, Nightcrawler, and Volstagg versus the Tick, the Mask, and Wolverine... I kind of feel like Wolverine could beat all three of mine. <laughs> and the tick is nigh invulnerable. Yeah. So, again, uh, all the best, your bestie, Nate. P.S. The new Hellraiser was enjoyable, but I had different goggles on as I hadn't seen any of the originals before. Sent from my iPhone, worked by my thumb. Uh, should we wait on that discussion? Haven't seen it yet. Um, okay. Originally, I was GQ gonna... was supposed to come over to watch it with us. Yeah. Uh, he was a little under the weather, so... Oh, hasn't yeah. happened yet. I don't know. Did, maybe... not text, did not text me back that jerk. Oh. Did not. I told, you know, I sent him well oh. wishes when I heard he was uh, ill. Did not text me back, but he is probably busy. Or I said something to offend him. I'm not sure which. Maybe he just uh, doesn't like you. That's what I'm saying. Tim chimes in. Ahoy, mateys. Hey, you guys. You're welcome. I was just setting up a new wireless access point in my home, and I realized I have failed to send in an email in far too long. Random nerd point of reference for Doc. Did you know that the apps that help you sail the high seas are named in accordance with that? Sonar, radar, R. 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 Anyway, baseball is now done, and I can move on to my winter hobby, my home server and network. Doc, anything you would recommend to tickle the nerdiest? No, not offhand. Sorry. D 
DC, as a teacher of littles, is there anything technology-wise that you think would help you? My wife is also a teacher of small people, so I would like to find a way to help her if possible, but she doesn't even know where to begin. <laughs> Women, am I right? Well, hope you are well. Hope those you love are well as well. Sorry, wrong podcast, but it still fits. Timothy. I appreciate, Tim, that you listen to the joy of booking to know that that is one of my one of my lines I try to do in my intro every time. What's that? Um, I appreciate that. As a teacher, what's, little, what's, what's I, the line? Hope you are well. Hope those you love are doing well as well. Really? Yeah. I've never heard you say that. Do you listen to the joy? Of I do not. So then there you <laughs> go. Um, is there anything technology with lately? What I have wanted is I have wanted a tablet with a stylus so I can, cause I have a big, you know, Promethean board and I would like to be able to be able to walk around and write on the tablet and have it display on the board. That is how I teach. Um, yeah but I don't have one and I'm not going to buy it myself. And I don't think the school is going to buy it for me. So I continue to turn my back to these feral children. I mean, you can buy an entry level iPad for with your education discount, $300 and then spend an additional $100 on an Apple pencil to do what you want to do. Yep. Okay. All right. That's fine. Answers that question. Uh, We, we, we have determined after fighting and begging and pleading for supplies that only came right before open house um, so that the parents could see that we were all fully stocked. Many of us have decided we are not spending a penny on uh, educator budget, but that would be nice. That would be something I, I would enjoy. And maybe there's a way to do it with the technology that I have, but I haven't bothered looking. Fair enough. Thank you for the email, Tim. We now hear from Rachel sodas. Oh, look at this font. What a cool font. This font hurts my eyes. You read. Hi, guys. Listen to last week's soda bracket, and I got a chuckle towards the end. Both of you were talking about delicious local sodas, but two different ones. DC, Rob and I. I think we were talking about the same ones. I thought so, too. But maybe we were talking about the flavors. I don't know. I don't know. I originally read this as DC, Rob and I live down the street, and I was like, what? DC, comma, Rob and I lived down the street a couple years ago from the store of the one you spoke of. We loved taking our bin and getting different flavors. His soda, soda of choice was, is the cola. I love the cream soda and black cherry. Why would you go to this place and get cola, Rob? Come on, Rob. If you're listening, branch out. I love the cream soda and black cherry. The one Doc was talking about from Pepe's has their factory about 10 minutes from where I grew up. So are you talking about a different one than I am? Maybe. Okay. I thought I, only I was drink- talking about the same one. But maybe I was wrong. I only drink the cream soda from them, and it's just as delicious every single time. My soda of choice will still always be Mountain Dew, though. Do the do. A piece of good news to share with DDT Wrestling. Rob and I are having a baby. I did not know this. I am out of the danger zone. Heard the heartbeat yesterday, and we found out last week that it's a boy. When I told Doc and GQ a few weeks ago, they lovingly nicknamed him Baby Mox. I heard Baby Max, Baby Mox. It's stuck so far. Thanks to Doc for explaining the genetic testing so I don't lose sleep over disorders I can't even pronounce. 
Can't wait for you all to meet him next summer. Have a great weekend, friends. Rachel. Rachel, congratulations to you and Rob. What a delightful piece of news. Thank you very much for sharing. I am sure the Bestie chat will explode with congratulations uh, when they find out, when they listen to this show. Are you going to call it? Are they actually going to name him Mox? Um, yes, I think they are. Moxley or just Mox? Just Mox. I think they should go with Moxley, but that's just... Okay. Uh, we're hearing from a lot of old friends here. Danielle is back. Boo. Hello. The last time I sent in a proper email was April. Life we know. moved by me quickly. And I find myself winding down as we are in the midst of all of autumn and spooky season. Hmm. What questions for this Eve? By the time y'all have read this email, doc would have heard about my question about the Halloween franchise. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go to the bestie chat. Your wife answered it for you. Okay. Uh, for kicks and to celebrate finally having a love seat slash couch, my boyfriend and I will be watching Halloween ends on Peacock Friday night. Other than the first movie, what other Halloween ah. movies are worth watching before the last one? That's the question. Ah. Um, the first one, the 2018 remake, also entitled Just Halloween. And... I mean, I guess watch Halloween Kills because that's the direct sequel that leads into Halloween Ends. But Halloween Kills was bad. It was really bad. But the original was really good. That 28 remake, I think, has a lot of problems, but ultimately is pretty good. Um, Halloween Kills was atrocious. And honestly, Halloween Ends, which comes out, I think, tomorrow, I have no hope for that movie. None. Like... They've they've had almost no advertising for it, and um, the the review embargoes lift like literally hours before it premieres on streaming. When when you have a movie that that a a a film uh, production company is confident in, those embargoes are a week or two before the movie premieres. Um, so I I don't know I I am not hopeful for that one, but I will probably watch it because I'm an idiot and it's otherwise free. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'd say that, um, if you, I mean, if you, if you end up liking Michael Myers, I think, I think actually most of them are worth watching. I, I like one. I like two, three is an interesting movie that is much more popular these days, but has nothing to do with Michael Myers. The third one is like a, um, it's a whole different story. John Carpenter had envisioned this idea of moving away from Michael Myers and doing a different themed story around the idea of Halloween every year. But Halloween three famously flopped. And then Halloween four was about Michael Myers, my, my, about Michael Myers again. So that didn't pan out. But Halloween three historically considered a shit bomb of a movie today, much loved uh, in the Internet community. And I actually think it's pretty good. A little slow paced, a little bit reminds me a bit of the like Italian giallo style of film there's a lot of plot is what i mean there's a lot of plot kind of slow um i halloween's four and five not good but you i've seen worse slashers they're okay halloween six paul rudd uh very young paul rudd in that movie uh weird probably not worth watching but for as a completionist i think it's interesting uh h2o very 90s super 90s version of halloween uh 
kick-ass ending to that film. I don't think it's aged well. I think it just screams 90s. I, I don't think it's a particularly good movie anymore, but I think that movie originally was meant to end the franchise, and frankly, yes, they should have stopped there because it would have been just fine. Halloween 8, also called Halloween Resurrection, not worth watching ever at all. And then there's the remakes uh, by Rob Zombie. The first one, I think, is okay, but I think 2018 as like a soft reboot does a better job with some of the things that I kind of liked about Rob Zombie's remake. Um, and the second Rob Zombie movie, Halloween 2, is... Don't, don't. Just don't. <laughs> okay, moving on. Oh, yes, I know there's a difference between the love seat and couch and even a bigger difference between couch and coach. I swear it took me years in sending out the words to finally spell the letter differences correctly. Finally, how would you describe the past six months in under six words? Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. This email on normalcy to send out this email. Twas my little joy from the day. Cheers, Danielle. Six words or less to describe the last six months. I will defer to one of my favorite authors of all time with two words, one of which is a contraction. Uh, don't panic. And we'll leave it at that. I was expecting slides, 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 slides. Eh. Uh, past six months in under six words. Focusing on ourselves and our family. Boom. Done. That has been essentially the last six months. Uh, our next email, Danielle, always great to hear from you. Please, please write sooner than six months from now. Uh, Glenn, Halloween Havoc. Hi, guys. With DC's latest quest to rank Halloween Havocs and it being Shocktober, it's prompted this question. What was the most chaotic Halloween party you've ever been to? Mine was a year where the police were called to a six-story department due to the noise. In a panic, Frankenstein's monster knocked a plant pot off the balcony because it contained the smokable sort of plant, smashing it at the feet of some constables assembled below. Thanks as always, Glenn. I can't speak for Doc Manson, though I knew him through a decent amount of what I would consider our partying days. Um, my definition of a chaotic party uh, probably leaves a lot to be desired. Either I went to non-chaotic parties or I was so completely naive and obtuse, I had no knowledge of the chaos happening around me. Um, so I'm trying to think. I also have a very hard time trying to think of an actual Halloween party that I went to. Hmm. Okay. Like I can remember one from high school. Did we ever do any parties around? Oh, the okay. I can't remember if we ever did like end of season parties or anything like that. I don't know. I don't think there was like, yeah. Gatherings. Maybe the drama club would have had one. Uh, okay. I do remember one, uh, freshman year. Um, it is a, uh, I was in the marching band for that year. Crazy. So the, there was a marching band party held off campus. Um, if, I if took, I got you 
a t-shirt that said this one time at band camp lips. Yeah. Would you wear it? Uh, I didn't go to a lot of band camps and I didn't have a lot of exciting things happen at band camp, but if you bought me a shirt, yes, I'd wear it. Yeah. Um, so I took our friend, the puppeteer, uh-huh. and we decided to go as the young priest and the old priest from The Exorcist, a movie I still have never seen. Um, I had a suit coat and he had a black short sleeve shirt, like button up shirt. So it made sense. Did it. And I, I had the facial. <laughs> I don't know. I had the facial hair and he's. Still, to this day, last I knew, looks like he's like got a 12-year-old face despite being near 40. And Doesn't he have a giant beard? Does he? I, I honestly don't know the last time I saw that dear, dear man who I love very much. Um, I feel like he's got a giant beard, but it's been a long time. Well, and even if he does, he's still got a baby face under yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and so we went, we, we walked across from our dorm to, you know, outside the, the music building. We waited for a car to pick us up. There was a uh, fellow marching band member whose costume was male genitalia. Um, so she was, you know, she had the whole suit on with the extra material bunched around the ankles. Um, we piled into a car driven by somebody I did not know, which coming from the way I was brought up, that alone is chaos to be getting into a car and driven to a location I do not know by a person I do not know. It, oh, he does have a giant beard. And I, I don't even think that was the peak giant beard because that was 2019. I think he grew that beard another year or two. Wow. Yeah. No idea. Um, yeah, that alone would have sent my parents into apoplectic shock. Uh, we drove to a place which now, I know where it is now. It wasn't that far off campus, but for all I knew, I was driving to the middle of nowhere. Um, there was alcohol to be imbibed that came in various red cups. Um, you know, nothing chaotic happened, but just that alone being it like as a someone who had only been in college for two months or so, I felt uh, both so cool and so terrified at the same time. So I will say that was my version of chaotic, which was, of course, not very chaotic at all. Do you have a better memory? Can you remember a party that either you or I went to that was, again, we didn't do chaos. Our version of chaos was amazing for me, but not very chaotic at all. I feel like, and this was probably freshman year, there used to be some apartments off the edge of campus. Um, mm. I feel like I was not wearing a costume, but myself. And someone else, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was tall guy or it was someone, but we just went and we walked around those apartments. And, you know, there were people in costumes and dr open public drinking. And I think there was toilet paper and trees and such. Does that count? I was more a tourist than I was. A party goer. Yeah. Well, that's that's probably about it. Like there were there were apartments where the doors were just wide open, and it seemed as yeah. though people were just sort of walking through. Wandering in, <laughs> yeah, wandering yeah. in, wandering out, that sort of thing. You know. Yeah, um, I've never been to a party where the police were called. 
I've never been to a party where I was uh, consciously aware of any illicit drugs besides alcohol. I'm sure it happened, but again, completely ignorant. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm tame. My, the high school party, the highlight for me was uh, a girl sat on my lap just like, in, in, a, in a friendly way. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. There is no friendly way to, slit, to sit into your lap. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You missed. You missed. You missed something. That, I, well, story of my life. <laughs> story of my life. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Mrs. Manson chimes in a baker's dozen. Dear Doc in D.C., from the sounds of the bestie chat, we may be approaching a baker's dozen of emails. A quick shout out to GQ. Hurry up and feel better and come to Manson Manor to watch the new Hellraiser. D.C., you're welcome to join as well. We have such sights to show you. That's a, that's a line from the original movie. Ah. Oh, okay. Come taste your pleasures or maybe just some Chinese food while we watch the movie. Is come taste our pleasures another line from the movie? Probably, but that one's less familiar to me. Or is this another signal that I'm missing because I'm naive? Maybe. Um, DC, have you ever seen the original? I'd recommend. <laughs> no, he hasn't. I recommend watching or rewatching it as an adult. I was always terrified of the film poster. I never saw Hellraiser as a child. I only saw it for the first time about two years ago, and whoa, adult content warning for sure. I feel it's less a horror movie and more of a sci-fi SM mashup. 10 out of 10, recommend. Watch out for puzzle boxes, Mrs. M. I seem to recall like trying to even read the Wikipedia synopsis and being like, okay. Well, I mean, the, the original author of the short story, who then went on, I believe, to write and direct the original Hellraiser movie, Clive Barker, um, he's a, I say this with love and affection, he's a giant flaming homo. And through the 80s, he was like way into like S&M and those sorts of like, you know, dark club style things living in, I believe, in the UK, in London and that sort of thing. So like he was tapping into some weird shit that was like part of his life at the time, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a it's a very interesting movie. You, you always think of Pinhead as being like amongst the slasher like royalty, like you think about like your Mount Rushmore and there's your Freddy's and Jason's and Michael's and Pinhead or Chucky usually are up there somewhere. But yeah, the original Hellraiser movie is not a traditional slasher movie in any sense of the word. It's it's a pretty interesting film overall. And as a result, probably one of the one of the best uh, in terms of holding up over time. Um yeah, I like that movie a lot. I think Hellraiser's real good. Real good. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just looking at like images and I'm got nightmares now. Uh, all right. <laughs> Our last email came in right before we started recording. Brandon Banks, Halloween candy. Going to be short and simple here. Make a list of your top three favorite Halloween candies and your bottom three Halloween candies sent from my iPhone. Top three. Does it have to be Halloween specific? Well, I think it's Snickers counts. So. so no. No, I think anything you could possibly have gotten in a Halloween sack. Or, or are you taking the tact of 
Because I'm thinking, like, what Halloween candies are there that are specific? But that's, like, candy corn and... Yeah. What else? Well, but also, you know, okay, so, like, Reese's has Reese's in the shape of pumpkins. But are we determined... Or are we just saying any Reese's peanut butter cups? In which case, we're just making a list of our top three favorite candies. Unless you're thinking of something that is Halloween seasonal that you're going to choose. Well, let, let's let's I'm gonna let's look this up. Halloween candy. It, uh, what, what comes up when I uh, like? How can Halloween specific candy? Let's see if that brings up anything special. No, no. Like, I'm just trying to find, like, a list of, like, actual yeah. themed. Because if, if we're going with what you said and we're going with, um, you know, the best things to find in your Halloween basket, then, yeah, it could be anything. Really. I'm not seeing, like, um, any lists of Halloween-themed candy. I think candy corn's the only one, know? really. I mean... Yeah, like yeah, you said, things with... in the shape of things, but that's just the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, you know, this Thrillist website has best Halloween candies of all time, but it's just candy. Yeah. And and I don't wanna I don't wanna take Brandon Banks to task here, but if you're asking us to list our favorite candies, I would refer you to any of the podcasts that we have done in which we have ranked candy. Um, Would you eat gummy body parts? Sure. Even if they were boobies? No, that's offensive. What if they were peepees? Yummy, yummy. In my tummy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, You know, where do you put candy corn? The actual candy corn, I rank fairly low. The pumpkins, for some reason, I love. I love them all. I love them all. I'm not opposed to candy corn, but I'm not going to seek it out. But those, the big orange pumpkins with the green top, for some reason, those. I'll, right, I'll I wanted to rank day. these one to three. All right. The pumpkin candy corn. Pumpkin flavored. Oh, no. Those, the, the ones in the, the shape. Yeah, the, the ones pumpkin. in the shape of the pumpkins. Uh, sure. Your, your regular candy corn. Yeah, and then also the chocolate candy corn. You have put it in the exact order I would rank it: pumpkins, then regular candy corn, then chocolate candy corn at the end. Unless we were doing the ranking of worst, in which case it would go chocolate, regular, pumpkin. I think we've just fulfilled his email. All right, great. There you go. You're welcome, Brent. Uh, thank you to everyone for the email. We love getting emails. So to from from Jeffrey to Che to Nate to Tim to Rachel to Danielle. Again, congratulations, Rachel. Danielle, Glenn, Mrs. Manson, and Brandon. Thank you very much for your email. I will say, so we've been buying the last few years the autumn mix of candy corn because Mrs. Manson likes the chocolate candy corn. Or at least that's what I would have said a couple of years ago. I've come to like chocolate candy corn. I don't, I don't hate the chocolate. I used to hate, but I used to hate it, but it is, it is. Now I I think it, it, it evens when you get some in your mouth, when you're taking a handful, 
it, it has just enough, oddly enough, because it's chocolate, right? But it, it's had, it, it cuts the sweetness of the rest of the candy corn just enough that, that it makes everything, it makes everything just a more pleasant experience overall. I also can't remember the last time I had chocolate candy corn, so maybe I need a fresh mm. perspective. Uh, I would like to know, Doc Manson, as I do every time we get to this part of the show, what is your piece of positivity? What is good in the world that is getting you through uh, your week? Deadstream. Which is? It's a movie. It came out recently. You can watch it on Shudder. Um, and the name of the movie Deadstream is a play on the concept of the live stream. It's about uh, this disgraced internet personality who basically has a YouTube show. And in order, and you know, after something happened, he's back on the service and he's going to win back his followers by live streaming one night alone in a haunted house. Um, the most haunted house in America. And I, I was watching Markiplier and, uh, Muiskrim, uh, like right before putting this on. So like I was actually watching YouTube, right? And then I turned this movie on and it starts with this guy who's talking to the camera and it's very much shot like a YouTube video. And like Mrs. Manson watched it like for like five or 10 minutes before she was like, what channel is this? Who is this guy? Like she thought I was still watching YouTube. It, it, so like congratulations. Like you you did a convincing um, uh, setup of, of what you were doing. And the thing that I liked about Deadstream is it's kind of a horror comedy um, and it plays on a lot of those tropes of your internet personality. Like, you know, he's kind of annoying. He makes funny noises. He overreacts to things. Um, and if you, so if you weren't familiar with YouTube and those sorts of things, I guess I could see it being a little bit either annoying or maybe you just wouldn't under, you wouldn't get the humor. Maybe, maybe it would just miss you a little bit. Um, so I, I feel like you do have to be the right audience, I think, for the film. But overall, I thought it was really fun. There was enough comedy. Uh, and I wasn't really expecting this, but it was actually sort of like a loving sort of homage to some of the Evil Dead films. Um, there were, like, the type of comedy that was in there, the way that uh, some of the, the monsters and things manifest themselves, silliness, bodily fluids, you know, like just like. It had a very Evil Dead sort of sensibility to it. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, and like it, indeed, I did. Yes, Deadstream. I would recommend it. Excellent. So yeah, check it out. That was good. Glad I to hear that. Um, as uh, Glenn, I believe, alluded to, I am undertaking a, a Herculean task. I have watched every match from the NWA WCW Halloween Havocs. Um, and I am trying to come up with some sense. I don't know if it's going to wind up being a tier list because that's apparently a thing that I've heard on Distractable. Tier lists are all the I rage. love Distractable. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm doing this. And as I'm doing it and you watch the later Halloween Havocs, your 98, your 99s, your, your 2000s, where WCW is just bad. It's bad, 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 bad. And I was thinking to myself, I want to go back and read this book that I have, The Death of WCW. And so I pick up the book and I start thumbing through it, trying to find things that I might want to reference in the podcast. And as I'm doing it, I'm reading going, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. 
No, the Chamber of Horrors was an eight-man match, not a ten-man match. And I'm finding all of these factual, um, in you know, factual errors, and I'm getting a little frustrated. And I'm going, have I been re- have I been having this faith in a book that actually sucks? And sure enough, you go on to uh, review sites and think, yes, I have been I have been paying attention to a book that actually sucks. And so I said to myself, self, I need to find a better book. And I had heard. Someone at some point in life had told me that there's a book called Nitro that is a much better account of WCW and its, and its demise. And so I find it, and I'm going to buy it, and I go on to uh, Amazon because that's where I buy books. Sorry, independent booksellers. Um, and I see that it is free on Kindle Unlimited, which is a service that my wife uses. And I was like, hey, you know, maybe I'll look this up. I can read Kindle books on my Chromebook. And they had a deal where for 99 cents, I now have three months of Kindle Unlimited. So I got myself this book. I am 7% of the way through it. Um, But it is very enjoyable. Uh, It's got way more factual, way more details than the Death of WCW book. And so it's been a while since I have just read. And so I am reading this book, Nitro. The Incredible Rise and Inevitable Collapse of Ted Turner's WCW. I don't have the author uh, offhand. Uh, but yeah, I'm quite enjoying just sort of, you know, reading about wrestling, which is something I, I tend to do from time to time. So if you're at all interested in WCW, don't get the death of WCW. It's crap. Uh, get yourself the book Nitro. Again, I'm only 7% in, but so far, so good. So that's what I've got Going. Geez, for a second there, I thought you were going to say you're going to spin up a new podcast. It's going to be about the history of pro wrestling. It's going to have just like a, a one word title called Graps or something like that. No. Uh, I, historically I, I accurate so. account of the rise and fall of WCW, according to a man who watched it all, DC Matthews. I wish I could say I'd watched it all. If they had, you know, if we had every Saturday night, if they had worldwide and all of that, I, you know, I would be tempted to try to do something. But if you look online, there are a lot of podcasts about wrestling. So creating one, even, you know, even with a, such a noble feat as a history of pro wrestling, I, I feel like would be a fool's errand at this point. So instead, I'm going to talk about, well, how does this Arn Anderson match compare to this Lex Luger match? And Arn Anderson wins every time because Lex Luger sucks. Doc Manson. As always, it has been a pleasure spending 90 minutes or so in your delightful orbit. Did you go to work today? I did. Okay. You were free earlier than I expected. Your hair seems a little like, you know, I don't know. It's, I was like, I, maybe he took the day off. Yep. Maybe he needed a day just for himself. I wish. Well, well, Doc, anything you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts run in the air, send us an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog wherever it is that you go to find audio goodness like this podcast. And finally, if you like what you've heard, how could you head over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on. It keeps the podcast train chugging. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourself a delightful day. Uh, day weekend whatever you're whatever you're doing right now years in the future have yourself a fantastic time 
Until we meet again, my friend, won't you be a bestie? Dunk that scone!